This is Alicia Bales in the studio, and we are on deck for a special public affairs show uh, with Troyal Tagnoli, who is a local community activist and the lead organizer for Black Lives Matter, the Mendocino chapter. Troyal, welcome to KZYX. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thank you for having me. It is great to get it. to see you. <laughs> I know, right? This is like really cool. Our, like, our social like lives on Zoom is, here. The whole Zoom thing has been happening since what, March? <laughs> yes. Since March. Um, yes. And one of the things I'm excited to talk about tonight, of course, is the uh, the Mendocino County's new Public Safety Advisory Board, which was passed four to one by the Board of Supervisors last week, I think, or two weeks ago. It's hard to keep track of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that it aims to create police and use of force oversight in the county. And I'm looking forward to hearing about the process for the, the the how this came together and also how it relates to a new state law called AB 1185, which authorizes counties to create a sheriff oversight board and establish an office of the inspector general to assist the board of supervisors and the sheriff's office. So a lot going on in terms of law enforcement and oversight. But you have just come from zoom wise from the ukiah city council meeting where you sponsored the black history month proclamation so can we get a little breaking news here on on how things went at the black history month proclamation at the ukiah city council just well, just like know, um, an hour ago yeah it was it was pretty quick um and quite rewarding and i am thankful to the city uh, council uh, um ukiah it was very generous of them to accept the proposal on such short notice and to be genuinely interested in uh, really reclaiming a Black History Month. It was something the city used to do years ago. Uh, and somewhere uh, along the way, it just sort of got lost. And, you know, having a Fort Bragg City Council step forward and do the work, um, you know, it warranted other, you know, communities within Mendocino County to consider doing the same. And I am hoping uh, the next step is Willits which would be quite interesting and <laughs> way to start <laughs> to see my friends up the hill via zoom well yeah <laughs> you know, sheltering in place right <laughs> organizing uh, we could we could have a whole show on what it's like organizing during covid for sure you've done yes. you've organized a number of marches that were in person over the summer absolutely wonderful so what is like now yeah. What is the um, the Black History Month proclamation for the city of Ukiah? Did they adopt it? Yes, and it was absolutely wonderful. And um, I had a support, you know, a helping draft it because it was, like I said, it was all last minute. And and I wanted some real inclusion. You know, like, like I said, this is not new to us. This is a path we've traveled before. And somewhere along the line, it just got lost. So, you know, kind of revisiting it and again, them, you know, being willing to move forward and, and have it happen on at this council meeting, you know, along with the square and end of Mari, it's pretty cool. And um, instead of next, uh, the next council meeting. So, you know, I really appreciated that. And the goal is just to really make it something that we can be proud of, not just something that, oh, look what we did, you know, we've done this again, but to really make it an integral part of our community. I mean, to really provide some of the histories and, and, and displays and the celebration and the music and the food and, you know, all the things that make our culture beautiful and wonderful, along with, you know, the help of our other cultures that are nearby. Uh, so it's going to be a joint effort, and I'm quite excited about it. And, um, yeah, so I, I want more than just a proclamation of what we can do, but indeed, do something more than uh, words to, you know, put some deed behind it, get some banners, you know, let's put some money towards it. You know, let's put some resources, thought, integrity, and intent with it. So, so yeah, I'm quite excited. That's cool. And so they approved the Black History Month proclamation? They did, uh-huh. And, uh, you know, but we're virtual, so I reached out and they passed it to me and, and it'll show up soon. <laughs> and, and I'll be happy to share it with the community. And next year and the months ahead, we'll have a lot of time to plan to make it something again, you know, that's really worthwhile, you know, that you can say, wow, you know, I'm going to attend that event. Wow, the idea of attending an event is... Sounds really good. <laughs> but as, yeah. I mean, there there was a terrific Black History, Black Futures event in Willits a couple of years ago. 
Absolutely. Um, it would be really neat to see a lot more of that kind of thing. And Willis would like to have that too, it seems like. Uh, but, you know, Willis is still struggling. And, um, you know, it's a region we all love. Like I said, we're all in this together. You know, we have to increase uh, our capacity for discomfort because it's not going to be easy. But there's going to have to be enough people, you know, that will say, okay, yeah, let's move on this or, you know, or, you know, let's not tolerate this and, and really make it something that the community want. Because if the community don't want it, uh, then it's, it doesn't thrive. And the community really loved it. And I was looking forward to being a part of it and attending some of those things as I became more aware of it. And unfortunately, I didn't get to have that opportunity and, no, and now it no longer exists. You know, so it's, it's odd how, you know, the wheels of opportunity, you know, come and go fortuitously. You don't you don't even know. Why uh, did next. the Black History Month uh proclamation go on pause in ukiah how, and how long has it been on pause i have absolutely no idea uh, i am uh, learning you know as i go so what happened when did it happen you know and i guess it comes down to participation you know and keeping you know it going and really making a commitment to spend the time to do the work you know it's a lot to do when you're talking about you know things such as this i mean the planning the you know um um, everything about it. I mean, because you want it to be great. And again, you want the support to make it great. And and it's, it's uh, something that should be carried throughout the year, actually. You know, so it's a, it's a way to really kind of uh, really condense a, a lot of information into one month that should last throughout the year. And, you know, I mean, we know what that looks like. That's, that's real work. And maybe that was part of it, you know, and there you have it. Well, one of the things that you've been doing uh, throughout the year, of course, is organizing <laughs> for Black Lives Matter. Um, and, of course, uh, there was a lot of really inspiring organizing and activism in Mendocino County uh, as as a result of the huge um, mobilization after george floyd's murder uh and you were part of that those organize the organizers for that and so um i would i'm i'd like to know how your organizing with black lives matter uh gave rise to your work with the public safety advisory board and if they if that, what the connection is there and maybe a little bit of background on on how we got to the point where the supervisors just approved this board well, you know, that's a, a, a multi-pronged kind of a question, and there are many pieces to it, too. Uh, you know, I've uh, tried um, to, with what I know, and because I, you know, I know a little bit, <laughs> uh, what I know, I thought maybe, you know, uh, is something that I should take a look at. You know, maybe it was my own question, you know, and I wanted to know amongst the people that, I live amongst, I mean, you know, I, you know, you tend to believe that, you know, you know, your community and that, you know, that if certain things happen, then there are certain things that will happen as a result. And you kind of live that way. Um, and then one day you have this question, you go, well, you know, that is a little odd. Maybe I need to, you know, flip the sheets. I, maybe I need to, um, proposed this question because no one seems to be talking about it and it's definitely something that we need to kind of check ourselves and and see you know who who's amongst us i mean you know what are what are what are we doing in situations you know like this and it's deeper than that for me having lived here for so many years and again feeling a sense of community and feeling like it's a question that i could propose and really get some valid questions, answers, you know, like I could just ask. And uh, so that's uh, what I did. And what was it? What was that question? Well, it, it was uh, pretty much involving, you know, what we all saw with George Floyd. You know, it just kind of was like, what the hell was that? So simple. It was, you know, it was as simple as that, actually. Mm -hmm. But what the it was because for me, it was like shock. It was like, what? What the hell? And, and so, you know, you go to your community and you go, did you see that? 
what the hell was that? What did you think of that? It's, it's, it was sort of deep, much, much deeper, so don't get me wrong, but it's sort of like seeing something for the first time and go, wow, did you see that? You know, and so as I proposed that question to those that I selected, you know, I was uh, I was even more enlightened by the the answers. You know the uh, the answers. Uh, and and did know. people see it? I mean, did were they looking? Or did they care? Were they as horrified well, as you were? Uh, I believe many were. I believe the majority of just mankind. I mean, we're all in this together. One thing we have in common is that we want the best for mankind, right? Being humans, I mean, one would think. I hope and, so. Uh, so yeah, I I, I felt that um, people uh, certainly saw it. Uh, certainly had a very odd reaction to it. I cannot imagine anyone not going woke, you know. Uh, so all of that happened, and the responses were really as um, systemically placed, you know, like. Yeah, they saw it. They 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 probably had conversation about it. Uh, you just couldn't avoid it. Uh, but there was nothing being said about it, and there was certainly nothing being done about it. Mm -hmm. So the question was, well, hey guys, did you see that? What are we going to do about this? I mean, we have to do something, right? I mean, we're not complicit, are we? I mean, did we see something that we should be paying attention to? Uh, you know, and so that's how it worked. And as a result of that question. I decided that maybe we need to, I, maybe I, in my search for truth amongst my community, maybe I needed to dig deeper into that, those answers. Um, so as a result of that, I decided that maybe, um, you know, taking advantage of communities, putting together public safety advisory boards, you know, and all the new legislation that's out there, you know, to take a leap. And I was quite comfortable hanging out in my yard. Let me tell you, this is taking a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Well, and courage, too. I mean, it's the, what happened to George Floyd was was terrorizing and terrifying. And uh, the, whole, the whole idea that a slogan like Black Lives Matter even has to exist because a lot of systems in this country treat the treat black lives like they don't matter and so to have the courage to even you know stand up locally and and ask these questions is uh, it's it kind of it's mind-blowing to me to to even think about the courage that that takes well thank you i've heard about that courageous side of me i guess it's pretty authentic <laughs> <laughs> but i mean we all know the history of policing you know, when things like this happen, like I said, it triggers you. It makes you, something happens to you. You know, I, I know now what those before me must have felt. It's like, what the hell is that? And who are we? And what do we need to do to do our part? And then, you know, something just happens and manifestation occurs. And there you are. You're right in the midst of it. And, you know, you're trying to be true to yourself. You know, you're... Uh, you know, you're trying to manage so many different domains and platforms all literally all at once. You know, you're looking at your relationships, you're looking at your beliefs, you're looking at what you consider to be true, true, true. No one could have ever told you any different. You know, you know about struggles and people make decisions. Some warranted, some don't, but you don't stand in judgment because, you know, people have a right to their opinions. And then things happen that question the integrity of those relationships. And I think when that happens, not only do it anger you, but it hurts you and that frightens you. And that takes courage because at that point, you have really drawn a line between what you really believe to be morally correct and what you really believe that is morally correct across the board. I mean, you cannot change the color of the sky, you know? I mean, the sky is blue. You know, so when you cannot accept basic truths, you know, it allows you as an individual to question why. Well, why can't you accept the basic truth? 
you know, from others or, or and, and, and still not, you know, really you stand in judgment too much. I mean, you stick to the goal. So sometimes the relationships uh, suffer. So what happened with the Public Safety Advisory Board? I, I felt like there was a moment where you somehow managed to get it on the Board of Supervisors agenda that the, in, in the early fall, uh, yeah. right, you know, sort of the cresting of the wave of the Black Lives Matter moment this summer, and movement, I suppose, not moment, but... Um, and then there was this discussion about police oversight. So how did you get that to happen? How did that, how did that come about? Well, you know, like I said, it all just sort of manifested itself around me. It's like waking up, you know, doing this routine that you've done your whole life. And then, you know, one day it just, just becomes a part of that. You know, you're thinking, okay, so what else should happen? And, you know, what is, what is the next step? I mean, how do we, how do I, how do I ensure that what people are saying is also what they're willing to do, you know, because we, you know, often when things happen amongst our small community, it creates division. Mm-hmm. And yeah. division, when division occurs, you, you tend to gather so much more information because there's so much information coming towards you because you, that's the way it happens. And, and so with all of that information, um, I decided that we needed to go deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, we needed to take advantage of the legislation that's out there. And we need to take advantage of it for a number of reasons. Uh, you know, policing at the top of the rung. And don't get me wrong. I mean, no one's out to slay anyone or to take things away from people. But we really need to kind of look at what we have done. And, you know, I spent many years, you know, um, in the county and amongst uh, some activities and um, systems and and you know you just want to make sure that those systems are working properly so my guest is Troyal Tognoli she's a community activist and uh, the founder of the Mendocino chapter of Black Lives Matter I'm Alicia Bales and this is a special public affairs show from 7 to 8 tonight about the new public safety advisory board that was passed by the Mendocino County Board of Supervisors that uh, will address police oversight and use of force in the county uh, so Troyal what will the public safety advisory board do and how is it who's on it well the membership has not been chosen uh, there is quite a bit of interest and and I, I I am um you know really working hard to make sure that those that are suitable you know have a shot at it uh that they are have enough support you know with their local supervisors because it's one member per district, which may have to change because there's a lot of us in these little tiny districts and and 10 people cannot, I mean, five people cannot look after this county. I mean, we are rural, so we need to really push it out. Uh, so, um, so what they, what, what will happen now is ha- it has been, um, it's already in place. And before we do anything else though, um, once the members are seated, we will look at incorporating, you know, AB 1185 because that's a piece that just absolutely cannot uh, be overlooked, you know, especially with, you know, our, you know, California shares. So it's not just local guys, it's the entire state. So, um, and so what will happen is that they will speak with their local supervisors about interest in being on the board. Uh, there will be a little bit more media blitz as we, you know, move forward. And once they're selected, the committee is selected, then we will start the work. And the goal is to certainly, like you said, uh, police oversight and the use of force board. And hopefully we can kind of get more transparency, you know, about what's happening with us locally. I mean, we know that a lot is happening, Uh, again, thanks to, you know, that whole group, you know, when there's division. You know, it gives you a lot to start with. And I am both thankful and grateful for that, you know, having um, that as um, a resource. Yeah, well, and when you talk about uh, division and kind of bringing to light stories through division, there, there have been, you know, kind of 
as things get polarized, I suppose, is what we're, what we're seeing. Um, we're, we've seen sort of a lot of these stories bubble up that have been quite surprising, I think, uh, or at least maybe not surprising to you who's been closer to it, but uh, things that I, I just hadn't heard of in the community, like, um, you know, the a very recent uh, Ukiah police officer was fired from the force after he was arrested for a number of crimes. Um, there was... Um, there were a couple other cases, one on the coast as well. There was uh, a use of force in the jail with a taser. Um, there was a, a public, a public uh, social media officer from the sheriff's department who uh, was found to be posting quite racist uh, things on a, a social media site called Parlor, which has since been shut down after the insurrection. So, like, there's all of these things kind of bubbling up and if people are going to ask you what kinds of oversight or what kinds of cases the public safety advisory board would be looking at i mean the the recent kind of spate of hmm it seems like there's something going on that we don't know about how would you uh first of all you want to talk about any of these cases and and then how would the public safety advisory board deal with them well um Certainly, there's a lot of chatter about those cases, isn't it? And, yeah, uh, chatter is a good word for it. It's like, oh my gosh, this is happening, but but having this yeah. advisory board to actually deal with it might be really good. Having the, having the advisory board is the only thing that will deal with it. They're not going to police themselves. That's why we have the Public Safety Advisory Board, and that's why AB 1185 will be implemented, because... We will need either, um, you know, subpoena powers, uh, including, you know, testimony from other officers, because that's what comes out in the end. It's a complete process that needs to occur. And, uh, you know, all those all the things that are coming out, like you were mentioning, you know, the whole sex scandal and you're right about the um, I don't know who it was at the share well the name don't come to me at the moment uh, who uh, was all involved but you know even their budget requests you know the photographs and things like that you know it's like you know you can't always seek forgiveness i mean you know people want to be considerate of you as an individual and 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 you know your um you know your your department and, you know, those who work hard, you know, everyone want that. Okay. But we also want, you know, some real leadership. And I think that's what has occurred, you know, within our policing uh, groups is that we're lacking leadership. I mean, true leadership. And so we really need to take a look at what's going on. And I think the public safety advisory board will help to do that. I mean, why do we elect the sheriff anyway i mean i and and this is not about matt kendall this is about a system that is faulty uh that has created a lot of grief that has never been held accountable you know uh it engages in clear activity that is just so race-based and brutal and and we just really have to do something about it i mean you know, is 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 our responsibility. Well, talk talk a little bit about um, AB eleven eighty five. And you you said that um, once the public safety advisory board gets seated, you'll want to bring in the subpoena powers in eleven eighty five. So, if you could sort of sh- tell us the difference between how the public safety advisory board is constituted now and what how eleven eighty five would make it different. Well, uh, the Public Safety Advisory Board is not constituted. Okay. The Public Safety Advisory Board will have AB 1185 implemented in it. Uh, That's just the goal of the board. And it will come back before the Board of Supervisors, you know, so that they can all go back and fix that. And that will be good. Or we can have the Inspector General, you know, and not have subpoena powers. You can do it that, that way, you know. But you could do it in a way that um, we can get the information we need. And that's the goal of the Public Safety Advisory Board. The Public Safety Advisory Board is not just another branch of local law enforcement. 
I mean, like I said, we need to have oversight. We need transparency. We need to know that what we're being told is truth. And and we need to hold those that are outrageously out of control. Um, we need to reel that sort of behavior in because it only hurts us all. I mean, it hurts everybody. I mean, our police officer associations, the departments themselves who want to get rid of these guys cannot uh, because, you know, of all these laws and things that they have on the books about, you know, not having information released, you know, and things like that. And so AB, uh, a PS, our public safety board and AB 1185 will eliminate all those little, you know, covers. It will bring it to the light and we as a community can deal with it. And when we change the whole thing over, because, you know, the funny thing about uh, our local sheriff department, just California in general, but, you know, you really can't tell who they really work for. I mean, the board of supervisors and the sheriffs have this really murky kind of little relationship going. And this helps to everybody, actually because it relieves them of paying for things that we can't no longer afford to pay for. So transparency, accountability, you know, that's what the Public Safety Advisory Board goal is. And to maintain and build relationships. And yes, there is a, a cry, you know, from those that are being polarized or appear to be polarized, you know, like law enforcement, about what about looking at other agencies too? Yeah, all those things come about because it's all one big mess. So the public safety is sounds a little bit different than a sheriff's oversight. So public Absolutely. safety. So the eleven eighty five calls for sheriff oversight of the sheriff. Mm -hmm. So has there been some sort of? Or I've heard that there's been some sort of effort on the public safety side to look at things like roads and, you know, other kinds of public safety. But but you're saying that it's going to focus on law enforcement, law enforcement and uh, police oversight and the use of force board. Mm -hmm. That's the point. How is it going to be different than, say, a grand jury that has subpoena power and looks into the functioning of the county? Well, that's where your local DA comes in. You know, they want to shirk their responsibility, too, and send it to the grand jury, right? Prosecutors need to do their job, too. That's a huge problem. And this part of the problem for law enforcement in general, you know, after a while, you kind of get this, okay, you seem to have this little system about what you are and what you aren't going to do, you know? And because of uh, your uh, police officer associations, and uh, Probar, they're all the same people governing themselves, you know, so we have a mess here when you don't hold anyone accountable because everybody is doing whatever they want. It's like we can't have that anymore. I mean, it's across the country. It's not just us. Okay. It's not just this county. This is a cry across the country because of behaviors of law enforcement. That's, that's why things like this is happening. And the more that comes out, the more alarming and the more urgent this need seems to be. So there's no doubt that people are not going to want to, you know, have it happen. I mean, people don't suddenly want you to, you know, hold you to what you should be doing and to bring to light to the community what you have been doing. I think that's the greatest fear because as we get into more of that, then we can also get into more, okay, how do we really make a, a true impact here? You know, mm -hmm. okay, so now we get them off the force. No more going over to a different department and doing it all over again. I mean, most of these guys, their behaviors were way bad for a long, 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 long time. What's coming to light is because of this cry that we have across the nation to put an end to what we know is happening within the departments. Now, the police departments are very different. You know, they have a whole different ball game going on, you know, and our local police department is pretty much a great group. Of course, there were some bad apples. There's still a few, but one by one they will fall and they've been falling for years. So now the sheriff department, is because again because we are a rural county you know things are happening that are horrible and they've been going on for a long 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 time so 
When we say we want oversight, that's what we mean. Mm -hmm. And when AB 1185 come forward, it's because that's what the people see. So these are the bills we're going to put forth to deal with it. So you need to comply, you know, to make it easier for yourself. Is it the kind of thing that um, people know it's going on and they kind of talk about it in their communities, but there's just nowhere for them to, to take it? I, I think so. I think so. But in places like Los Angeles and things like that, they have it up and running. I mean, they have their their people are, you know, on the ground. Well, Bradley and his crew way back when, I mean, they weren't that successful. But now I'm hoping that not only uh, do more and more uh, local agencies uh, come forward and really kind of, and you know, embrace this newness, because it also it will strengthen the department's the department itself. I mean, imagine being a coworker to some of this sort of things and not really having a, a, an avenue, you know, to really do anything. I mean, the Cox, one of the stories, right, from the sex scandal up in Kobolo, right, he had no other choice but to defend his honor, right? That's something that should have been dealt with internally as soon as that came out. That is an embarrassment, Complete and, and it really destroys community trust because there's so many other stories about that type of behavior, you know, up along the highways, you know, stops, you know, things like that. Not just what happened with Murray, you know, was you know, alleged that happened with him and his, you know, uh, issues. Uh, but, you know, things like that are just things that we absolutely should not tolerate. We have to have enough of a frame of reference to say, hey, listen. You can't do that. And, and what happened in the past, you know, without oversights and things like this, is that officers would just go, you know, they take their little hand, you know, little pats, and, and they were able to kind of go back to the department. No one could do anything because that's the way it was set up. Mm-hmm. This gives those guys power, okay? Because when you give the power to the people, that's where your power lies. Troyal, what has the response been from law enforcement in the county? Are, how are they re- responding to the Public Safety Advisory Board and 1185? Well, you know, uh, like I said, there is uh, there is uh, there is a sense of uh, um, union, you know, because that's always good because you have to be cordial in order to, you know, increase your capacity for discomfort. So, um, you know, it's supportive. Uh, no one, no one's trying to knock the door down, you know, to get it in. I mean, there, you know, no one, everyone would love to avoid it. You know, like I said, you know, the Board of Soups and the Sheriffs have a really odd relationship. It's really murky, super, 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 super murky. Mm-hmm. And uh, this kind of gets that murkiness clear. You know, I mean, you can have all those other pieces, like I said, because, you know, as we look at, you know, oversight and 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 use of force, we will be looking at those communities and populations that have suffered the most. Right. Our mental health population, our homeless population will be looking at laws that are on the books that are very harmful to them now. I mean, the misdemeanors are gone, but the infractions are there. And those infractions can allow a person to sit in that slammer, you know, they call it until they get a court date and it could be quite lengthy and you have you have a you know your da who's supposed to prepare it all for the courts and you have the courts who are sitting there waiting you know one more time to deal with this madness and let me tell you for the bench it is madness and that is part of my charge to just try to do my part to clean a little bit of it up but when you say for the bench it is madness can you can you give us an example or or two well I don't sit on the bench, so I can't give it to you from that perspective. But imagine what it would must have been like for uh, Judge Nadell, since she's the most recent, you know, to hear the testimony of, um, you know, um, Mary, you know, or the sex scandal. You know, I mean, imagine knowing that and working with these guys every freaking day on other cases where you just have to deal with the evidence. You know, before you, uh, so yeah, it's it's quite painful. 
I mean, it's, this is a community effort. Don't think for one second that this is just happenstance. This mm -hmm. is something that that branch of government, our judicial branch, says need to happen. Because the sheriff, uh, as an elected official, and this is not um, the person, the sheriff, but the office of the sheriff doesn't actually have any significant oversight in the state. Is that right? I mean, I've heard of uh, this movement called the Absolutely. Constitutional Sheriff's Movement. Yeah, um, it's all over California. And it's yeah, uh, it's, it it's kind of a movement yeah. that yeah. believes that they're the ultimate authority to enforce right. and decide what laws get enforced, right? And have I got that's that right? Why that's, that's why there's even more urgency for 1185. You're absolutely right. They have this idea that, hey, listen, you want your oversight? It's my next four years of re-election. That's your oversight. No. Right. So. <laughs> well, should we, do you want to open up the phone lines and see if anybody else has anything they want to add to the conversation or questions for you? Whatever you wish. This is your moment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the number here in the studio is 707-895-2448. I'm Alicia Bales, and on the Zoom with me is Troil Tagnoli, who is a community organizer, uh, founder of Black Lives Matter, the Mendocino chapter, and also the sponsor of the... Um, the new public safety advisory board, or the, the person who put this idea forward for the Board of Supervisors, it's just been approved four to one uh, by the Board of Supervisors, and sounds like there's still more negotiations to happen about what its function and role and powers will be, but quite a lot of progress. Um, we do have a call, so let's see what's on their mind. Good evening, caller. You're live on the air. Oh, hello. Um I, I don't know if you would consider this relevant to your discussion tonight, but uh, it seems to me um, this might have started with Black Lives Matter, but um, some of the websites I watch kind of track all kinds of outrage, outrageous behavior by uh, law enforcement around the country. Um, and it's from watching some of this stuff, it seems to me that uh, we need not only a use of force policy, but a threat of force policy. And that, uh, that cops shouldn't be waving guns at people's faces just to compel them to comply with non-life-threatening situations. Uh, you know, waving guns at kids and uh, handcuffing whole families um, because of some kind of minor infraction seems to me that the whole thing is kind of, you know, the cops shouldn't be, be behaving like the 600-pound gorilla uh, with citizens in general. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of cases where it is a potential for violence and they, they have to respond. But, you know, it seems to me like things escalate from something and then they maybe get out of control and then you have problems. So what do you think about that? Well, I think I think you're on to something, um, and thanks for calling in. Um, you know, the whole history of policing, I mean, some people want to go all the way back, you know, to the whole history of policing. Policing is only um, healthy if the department itself policies and procedures are healthy and there's proper oversight. I believe that with policing, like most really of what I consider those really risky professions, you know, where you're constantly, you know, faced with danger and fear, and you know, you're you're going back and forth, and 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 then you add those other bad elements of, of lack of training or, or oversight, and drugs, and all these things, and then you have people in uniforms that really should not be in uniforms, so we need to get rid of them, you know, so we don't create so much distrust amongst our communities. And, and I think once we do that, then we'll be doing better, you know, as a society and we'll be able to offer our community a little more, but never mind, um, like I said earlier, that terrorization that you're talking about is also within those departments. So we're not the only, what we in the public are experiencing is not the only trauma that we know. The trauma that's within those departments is even greater. 
And I think that's why, you know, people uh, behave the way they behave, because, you know, they could be modeling behaviors. All right, we have another call. Caller, are you still there? Yeah. Do uh, you hear me? Yep, go ahead. Okay, so uh, I'm out, <clears throat> out past Compton several years ago. Um, a couple of deputies came onto my property, uh, and, uh, and I have a neighbor living on it, <clears throat> uh, a woman whose uh, husband was in the hospital at the time. And unfortunately, I wasn't on the property at the time. I was in, in town, but this was at night, and they came and harassed her and <clears throat> shone their, their light uh, right in her face and um, <clears throat> uh, were very rude. And, um, <clears throat> it, uh, and she thought afterwards that if she hadn't been white, if she'd been Hispanic or something, uh, they, they'd have taken her in. Well, she explained to them that they were on the wrong property. And what they were really looking for was my, my next door neighbor, uh, who was a pot grower. And, um, <clears throat> so they finally got the, um, the message. And then, um, I, I talked to the, the neighbor on the phone later. And um, so, so those guys were looking for a kid who was reported missing, and he bought some pot there, and then went out and and ended up killing himself on 101. <clears throat> um, but while those deputies were there uh, at my neighbor's property, um, they were joking around, and and they were uh, very very disrespectful. And um, and or just highly unprofessional, and uh, I never did. Neither I nor my neighbor ever did any, or my um, the woman on the property ever did anything about that. <laughs> and um, so I'm wondering whether um, writing a report up for this about this and giving it to the um, the oversight board would be an appropriate thing to do, and if so, how who who would I send it to? Yes, and thanks uh, for joining us this evening. It's very nice of you to have an interest. Um, to answer your question, um, you should always forward your complaints to your board of supervisor representative whoever that is and if you that is and the best thing to do is to send it to all of them that way no one can say they're not informed and that alone may help with the lawsuits but the other part is that um this is the main point you know and this is why sheriffs miss the point and often you know don't get it why the public have such mistrust um, because of situations that you just um, described. And I mean, we know that um, there's a lot of bad things happening out there, especially in the middle of the night. Remember, there used to be a, a old slogan, nothing good happens when the night comes, when the night falls in Mendocino County. And I suppose that may be true. So, you know, and you know, again, we are so rural. We're so rural. Right. I mean, imagine some person out there, you know, with such powers. I mean, imagine it. One question I've been asked a lot as a as a journalist is uh, how to find out if anyone in local law enforcement participated in the Capitol riot on January sixth. Um, have people been asking you that, and and have do you have any idea how to find out? Well, people are definitely asking. Uh, some departments have come out and alleged not one of their members attended. And as a matter of fact, more than one or two of the departments have said absolutely not. Uh, and how would you verify? What if a guy is off on vacation? What if he was already um, scheduled? You know, because the whole system is really, really, really deep. That thread runs really, 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 really deep. So 
Yeah, there is absolute denial that anyone in the county of Mendocino law enforcement team attended that capital coup. We have another call. Nope, they dropped off. Okay, call that caller. It's 895-2448-707, 895-2448. And this is a special public affairs show this evening with Troyal Tagnoli, who is an organizer with Black Lives Matter Mendocino Chapter, and also somebody who has been working on the new Public Safety Advisory Board. Uh, you put it on the agenda and have been um, organizing to get the county to pass it. Uh, and we're talking about what that public safety advisory board will do and why uh, you felt it was necessary. So um, you can give a call at 895-2448. I hope the phones will function. Let's try this a third time. Third time's the charm. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. I just really want to thank her. And thank you for having this <laughs> program. And thank, I can't, I just, boom, the name is gone. Thank her for her doing this and getting it going over there. I'm in Lake County, and um, it would be wonderful if somebody like that could do something like that here. I mean, I've been locked in the house for a year, so it's not going to be me. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I really admire that you guys are doing this now, and thank you, Alicia, for having her on and for everything you've done for all these years with the station. Bye-bye. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Nurse. That was very lovely. And, you know, Lake County is not uh, out of the loop. Lake County is very much involved. And you know you're right. They they need uh, some help, but can't manifest yourself everywhere. <laughs> Clone yourself. <laughs> yeah, we certainly share share information. Troyal Tognoli is my guest, uh, and she is Black Lives Matter Mendocino chapter organizer. Um, anything else that that you want to say about the Public Safety Advisory Board and the 1185 and the oversight and what's next? Well, I hope that the community benefits uh, from this uh, work. Uh, it is definitely intended uh, as a living document. Uh, I'm hoping it's something that we could be really proud of as we go back and look and collect the data uh, from where we are today and where we uh, hope to be. Uh, police oversight is something that is not just here in this county. Again, it's something that's needed across the country. And we don't need a whole uh, body of evidence anymore as to why. I mean, we have witnessed it for ourselves firsthand. We've watched the entire world uh, go up in arms over it. So so it's something that we really need to do. And most have resisted, you know, calls for uh, reform. I mean, dragging their feet on little things like body cameras, you know, and, um, and, and, adequate supervision and, and following protocols, you know, and a lot of the departments did, you know, like I said, mostly police departments, uh, police departments are governed differently, you know, police departments have a lot more oversight. Uh, we're talking about our local sheriff departments, you know, the people that are on our highways and byways, you know, the people that are, are lining with our CHP and highway patrol and things like that. So. This is something that will benefit all of us on a more of a large global uh, uh, area, uh, but it will also benefit us, you know, in a local uh, region, like our, our local law enforcement agencies, like UPD and Willis PD and things like that. And hopefully, we can get leadership, uh, continue to have leadership uh, that we can be proud of, because, like I say, UPD have they have done a lot, a lot of work. Um, uh, you know, Willis PD, they need to really get on board because we thought we had someone who was going to be really great up there. And something really tragic has occurred where uh, she's no longer there. And when I met with the group, and it was the police chiefs from all over, you know, Fort Bragg, Lake County, uh, Ukiah, uh, I, I mean, you know, Mendocino, I think there was a member uh, that was represented even further north. Uh, everyone agreed that this was something that was you know, that they could support. Mm-hmm. Of course, they hadn't gotten all the print. But, you know, oversight is oversight, and you can't police yourself. That was a basic, you know, understanding. And that was the need for this. It wasn't to create discord. It wasn't to, um, you know, question, uh, uh, you know, trust. What it was to do was to reveal truths. And, and, and we need those truths. Those truths are self-evident. And, and it's important that we have absolute truths and not partial truths, not truths that are, you know, tampered with or Filtered. played around with right. or, or, or any of those things. So that is the reason uh, for this work. 
and, me, and it's to benefit us. Let me ask you real quick. We just have a couple of minutes left, um, but uh, Supervisor Ted Williams originally sponsored the Public Safety Advisory Board, but then voted against yes. it. Um, so, and he's, yes. I know, I hear he's getting a lot of flack for that. Does he still he support is. the Public he Safety is. Advisory Board? He does. He does. And, and he is true to that, too, by the way. Um, he is a fine man. And, and I, I, for one, really appreciate his, his ability to be really forthcoming and to really acknowledge, you know what, you're right. Uh, and not really go into a lot of details. But again, like the bench, imagine what the Board of Supervisors go through. Imagine what county council must go through. And county, our county council group, you know, I mean, we have some work to do. And uh, we need to all do it together to make sure that it's done thoroughly. And that, uh, like I said, we have something we're proud of and not just, a, you know, a little, you know, another little something on the wall. You know, right. I think someone referenced to it like the cannabis thing or or uh, Measure B or, you know, something like that. We need to be a lot more intent on achieving our goals. So we need to know what it is we're looking to achieve from the onset and stay the course. I mean, we know we're going to have opposition because we've been running wild and free. It's time to rein it in. All right. Well, in the last minute or so that we have left, um, how can it's a very active community. There are a lot of community efforts. And I hear what you're saying about uh, follow through. So how can people find out more and get involved? Well, know what your representatives are doing. Those that are here to represent you should be doing just that. And if you're not, if your voice isn't heard, if you're not utilizing that one little tool that you can use almost from anywhere, then, you know, you could be missing an opportunity. And and I think that if we all put our heads together and we all try to figure out, um, you know, how do we do this? And no more ignoring the information in front of us. Um, then, you know, we like I said, we can have something that we can really be proud of. And it's going to take work. So I also keep telling people, you also must increase your capacity for discomfort. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure you're taking care of yourself. And, you know, it's not easy. Well, Troyal Tugnelli, I really appreciate you coming on to talk about this. And I would love to have you back frequently <laughs> to talk about it more and uh, in more uh, about the progress that you're making with the Public Safety Advisory Board. So thanks a lot. I appreciate you. All right. And I am Alicia Bales. I'm going to make way now for, let's see, we have Radiogram coming up now at 8 o'clock. And stay tuned here to KZYX. Thank you so much for listening and for calling. We're going to go out with a little Melanie Damore. We all live, we all live, we all live in the same house. We all live. We all live, we all live in the same house. We all live, we all live, we all live in the same house. We all live.